Welcome back to the Chronicles of Critics. I'm your host, Caleb, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Connor and Andy. We are on a mission to find the best movie of all time, based on the average Joe's perspective. We will be reviewing and rating some of the world's most beloved movies on a scale of 1 to 100, based on the metrics of entertainment, education, and influence, to find out which is truly the best film of all time. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Through wise men at their end, no dark is right. Because their word has forked no lighting, they do not go gentle into that good night. Wow. Wow. What a beautiful reading. If you guys didn't recognize that voice, that's because this is our guest host of the night, Tyler. Say hi, Tyler. Welcome, Tyler. I'm uh, I'm very excited to be here, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. And of course, we're uh, the regular Joes are here. Andy, Connor. Myself. Hey guys, hey. made it, made it tonight. All right. <laughs> it was a close one. We didn't replace Connor this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last time we replaced Connor with Woody. So he had to make like, it this I time. I was like, not again. Not again. Not this time. No, Woody, was your was that fan? for the yes. Empire Strikes Back? That was for Empire yeah. Strikes Back. I was deathly sick. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wow. So yeah. I missed a big one. Yeah, I know. For real, I would have dragged that wanted, score yeah, down, too. Yeah, he wanted to drag I would have put it in its place. Yeah, it was intentional. We had to kick him out because yeah. he brought our scores yeah. down. <laughs> I was literally thinking that one. I, I watched, I listened to that one. And I was like, yeah, score might need to go down a little bit. But yeah, I was like, man. I love, I, love the, uh, I love the movie stuff. Yeah. I know, it's a good movie, but like hundreds, guys? Hundreds? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... If we haven't told you already, we're doing Interstellar this week. Um, uh, Tyler has been wanting to join the podcast for months now. And he's like, I'm not coming out until you guys do Interstellar. No other movie. So this is for you, man. Nice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And you know what, Tyler, why don't you kick us off with, we usually start with our experience of the movie, mm-hmm. watching it. Um, so you clearly had a profound experience with this movie. Tell us about that. Well, I spent a lot of money on this movie. Um, cause I did, uh, I, I went to see it for the first time in theaters and I was with a buddy and, um, I was so mind blown. This is the first time I saw it in theaters. I actually saw IMAX, which is even cooler. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. and I went and it just blew my mind. No movie has ever made me feel this way. Think this way. I ended up going home and I'll never, I actually stayed up till probably like five in the morning, just like researching the facts, like behind this movie. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I did that. And then I basically, um, went back five other times to see it in theaters. Wow. And so I saw it total six times because Man. I just couldn't fathom it not being out to where I can watch it like, like crazy just to understand every concept and get every, plot twist and everything. So I was like, well, I'm going to spend some money. I wasn't married yet. So uh, <laughs> that, that definitely yeah, worked that helps out. A lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much a big reason why I was able to do that. So, wow. That's dedication. Yeah. yeah. So how many times have you seen this then? 
Um, you know, I, well, six times in theaters, um, I ended up buying the movie immediately when it came out. I probably watched it a few other times. Um, and then I actually haven't seen it in probably, uh, um, I think I saw it the last time I saw it. Well, which was obviously I watched it again last night, but before that, mm-hmm. I, it was probably like at the beginning of 2020, like it was like right around the time my daughter was wow. born, I had nothing to do. And I was like holding her and I turned on, uh, 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 interstellar. So I haven't watched it in a couple of years. So mm-hmm. I would probably say like maybe like good solid 15 times or something. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. This is, I didn't realize it was that rewatchable of a movie. You know, you proved me wrong. It, it probably and shouldn't be. You're not. <laughs> it's so long, but like you're not the only person I've heard that from though. Like I have, I like was listening to someone else talk about this movie on Spotify and they said they went to go see it like nine times. Yeah. Wow. Like in IMAX and in like the, there's another form. I can't remember what he said. Something, something different, but mm. that he went to go see it. And I was like nine times. So I've seen yeah. this movie, including uh, last night's watch. Uh, two times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to go see it in theaters and I thought it was amazing. And then I never watched it again. And I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, I've seen it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But then oh, I watched it last night and was just, just blown away. I was like, man, I really slept on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, I wish I saw us in theaters like Christopher Nolan movies on the big screen. That's a must see. All of them. But I was deployed when this came out in 2014. So I, oh. I, my experience watching the first time was on my small little 13 inch MacBook pro. We had one of those like, <laughs> wow, you know, downloaded copies. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. I think it was 4k though. So like we, at least we got like the full, um, you know, resolution of it. But, um, yeah, I, I'm like, I remember with my buddies watching it first and they're like, Oh, you guys see this movie, you guys see this movie. I'm like, I've, Never heard of this. It must be new. I watched it, blew my mind. And like, I remember as soon as I came back home, um, one of the first movies I bought when I got like my 70 inch TV. So like, I just wanting to see it on like 4k HDR, you know, full Mm -hmm. 70 inches, like definitely wanted to have that experience. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great maiden voyage for the new TV for sure. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm more like Connor in this, I guess. Like I definitely slept on this. And didn't ever watch it until this week for the podcast. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm actually, I think I told you this. I'm jealous of you. It's one first of those movies experience. you want to see for the, just, first yeah. time, right? the first time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And to me that, I mean, I guess, again, I'm like Connor in that I feel like I don't, I don't know if I'll need to rewatch this. It's, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. in the, in the sense that it was so satisfying mm-hmm. that I feel like, Wow. I never need to watch that again. It was just mm-hmm. such a good movie. I don't, in my experience, it just felt like the movie that should be experienced once and just like held there in mm. that moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Never ruined. Mm. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I totally get that. I, I, that, may, that does make a lot of sense to me. I think for me, it was literally just like I wanted to explore every crevice of it. Yeah. Where I was like. I have to watch it more. I can see well, there'd be a lot of things that you could miss in this movie. Like every mm-hmm. time I watch it, I honestly I've gotten something uh, new out of it. Yeah, I yeah. believe it. Oh, Easy. there's layers. Yeah. yeah, I guess I'm just at the end of the hype train. So like you watched it when it came out. So of course you're like watching it <laughs> yeah. over and over. But like the hype is all over now. So I'm like, all right, is it? I just, I'm just watched it. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, is it? it's still going. <laughs> Don't you dare! 
Uh, well, speaking of the hype, um, I want to read a few of our listener comments uh, who commented on the photo on Instagram just to see what other people just kind of get us in the mood of like scoring, see what they thought about the movie. So I want you to know that Gigi commented on uh, uh-huh. uh on the post and she was so proud of her comment. Oh, Uh-oh. she was don't read so, it. Caleb. Don't I'm read it. Right now. She's like, you better make them read it. <laughs> you know what? Gigi's Check it's her a solid pride. comment. <laughs> Gigi says, this movie is just all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So wait, she, it's just all right? Matthew McConaughey. She oh, was like, okay. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. All right. That is what all he would right, say. All right, all but right, all right. But it, him saying that is like a really good thing. But it sounds like she's just saying it's just all right. I know. That was like the the thing. Like, you know, she was like, ha ha. Very, gotcha. very good. Gotcha. I approve, Gigi. <laughs> um, my wife... So Haven says, I loved it. Super long, but really moving. Mm. I feel like moving is a good word, especially mm. towards the end. It's true. I cried, guys. Really? I cried at the end. Yeah. yeah. I bawled. Matthew McConaughey <laughs> crying, like watching video. Like <laughs> <laughs> That was actually when I cried. That was, yeah. that was yeah, that's where I came close that was for when, sure. Yeah. No, it was at the end when he goes and he sees his daughter on her deathbed. Bald. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. See, I have a really hard time crying whenever I watch a movie with my wife because she always points it out. She's like, yeah. are you crying? And she's like, she's not trying to be like, um, yeah. like weird or mean, but it just like makes me feel so awkward to like cry in front of somebody. Like, yes, hold me. It's like, let yes. me. Yeah. Yes. I just want to experience it want- in my yeah. own self. Um, all right. Josh Morgan 99 says, it's been a while since I've watched it. But I remember that my wife, man, all the, the wife experiences, man, my wife and I both agreed that it was a good movie. Uh, we hardly ever agree. So this is a special movie. Um, so it's significant when we do agree. Solid B plus movie. It gives it a B plus. B plus. So 80, nice. 88, 89. That's good. Yeah. Caden um, Hammond. Says one of the few movies that I've cried at. Yes, mm. all the criers, yes. all, cries <laughs> all these men coming out. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, he says, and I'm proud of that fact. Um, Amen, brother. The quote, "My daddy <laughs> promised me," gets me every time. That's oh, what he says. Do you guys remember true. when that oh, happens? Yeah, yeah. Is that one of those moments? Yeah. Oh, oh, that was wow. at the end of the movie, right? Just- it's my Merch says that. Yeah. Mm. She says it a few times, but yeah, when they're on, she's on her deathbed. Yeah. 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 My daddy mm. promised me he'd be back. <laughs> <laughs> Sound a lot like her. Did he, did he? That, yeah. That was a good impression. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jakey Laux says ambitious, great visuals, perfect music. We get invested in the characters. But I think the third act gets a little wonky. Hmm. Okay. Mm. It takes a, must be a Matt Damon super fan. weird turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he died. <laughs> How dare they kill off Matt Damon. <laughs> oh. All right. Cool. Well, let's get into our thoughts, our ratings on the movie. Um, and, you know, that means our three, three categories for scoring, entertainment, education, Influence. So I'll uh, just kick us off with entertainment. And what that means is basically just how genuinely enjoyable the movie was. Um, And that goes into like the look and feel of it. Was it consistent? 
um, the style of it, the technique, the acting, the direction, the score, everything that makes a movie a movie. Was it entertaining? Did it pull you in? Um, and let's, we're going to switch it up this week a little bit and we're going to start with our scores and then go into a discussion of why. So I'll kick us off right off the bat. Um, with a score of 77 in entertainment. Wow. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, That's mine too. too. Are you serious? I have a 77. No way. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm not even mine. Air five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, fine. Enough said on that. Tyler, what did you give this for entertainment? <sighs> 77? Come on. <laughs> no. Come on. No. <laughs> you think? No, it's got to be like a 90, 93. You think so? I think so. I peg him at 95. Let's see. 95? Mm -hmm. 95. Mm -hmm. 95. Entertainment. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's the thing. I just have to state this real quick. I am measuring this, my standard of like, this is my favorite movie of all time. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. So So like everything (laughs) like is measured up to that. You're right. So every movie you have watched since watching this movie has to meet this standard. As far as being just glued in. So I got to go with 100. Wow. 100 out of 100. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that totally makes sense. I mean, there's yeah. a reason we had you on this episode because right. this is your yeah, movie. Is, uh, <laughs> to skew the, the scores. To, right, yeah, right. to, 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 to boost, to boost, <laughs> to boost the numbers. No, we need to boost the numbers, you know? Yeah. Something needs it's to beat out uh, Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Is Jaws that high? Josh is like number three. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, I, think, I think I gave it all 100. Yeah, we, we were pretty. Yeah, Andy was <laughs> skewing the scores. <laughs> I was like, this is a great movie. movie. <laughs> it's one of those perfect it's movies, really, though. It, is it really is. Yeah, our top three are um, Empire Strikes Back, Inception. Oh, what do you know? Christopher Another Nolan. Another Nolan. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, is this, this our beat, second one? Can this beat Inception Please, as God. the best Nolan? Should we, should we do Dunkirk next? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> no, Dark Knight. We're just we we're Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. We should just become a Christopher Nolan movie review podcast, podcast and yeah. then just camp oh, out there. Yeah, we could. That's season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so my, my score, I give it an 85. Nice. What was it? 85. Okay. 85. I like that. All right. Okay. So now that we've given our scores, um, let's talk about why. So, you know what, Tyler, let's start with you. Why do you feel like this movie deserves a hundred? Why is it the best movie ever to you? Why is it perfect? Sure. So, um, man, when I first watched this movie, um, I did not expect, honestly, I kind of went into it. Like my buddy told me about this movie and he just like randomly took me to this movie and I had no idea what it was. I didn't even know it was, had anything to do with space. And so I was walking into it with like literally just zero uh, expectations. Wow. And um, I did not expect one plot twist. Um, I didn't expect, um, you know, the, 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 this concept of, a, of a, a breaking dimensions and a fifth dimension and the whole Tesseract. Um, I thought how... What was most fascinating to me was that um, in, you know, and I love like Star Wars and stuff like that, but a lot of mm-hmm. them are, mm. um, they're obviously not real. You know what I mean? But what this movie does for a lot of people, you know, obviously, including myself, is kind of put them in these characters shoes because these things can very possibly be real. Yeah. And so, and I think as far as entertainment, I was like, I was at the edge of my seat because just even thinking about like, oh my gosh, like 
exploring these things like a black holes and, and, and time being affected because of gravity and other galaxies and other, you know, other parts of the universe, all of these things are actually proven to be real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, even, even time, if you were to stand on the sun is different. I think it's like, uh, I think it's like, uh, an extra 66 seconds or something like that. Like, is a like, and so like, even on the sun, which is like, we can see the sun. Yeah. See it every day, right? <laughs> so, but like being, you know, taking this wormhole that shoots them out on another part of the universe, light years away. Like, what is actually out there? And my mind just wanders, and that's what that movie did for me, still to this day. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think yeah. that was one thing I really liked about it is that it was a great thought experiment. Mm-hmm. I love when a movie takes. Like a thought experiment like that, like in this case, what would happen if the world was dying mm-hmm. and we had the capability to search out other systems to find life? And like, oh, like how would we go about that? How would we yeah. try and populate another planet? And right. could we save the human race? And would we have to start over? Like that was very intriguing to me. Um, and like you said, it it's possible in real life. And mm-hmm. we're like, I like you obviously love Star Wars, yeah. but Star Wars could never happen in real life, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but this is like mm-hmm. the real life version of Star Wars. I yeah. mean, especially when they're going to those other planets, like, yeah. Oh, here's the water planet. Yeah. Here's yeah. the ice planet. Like <laughs> I, I kind of expected so like, Camino, like some like clone troopers to pop out. <laughs> 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 yeah. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. So that definitely got some major points for me as far as like how it pulls you in the, the storyline, the plot um, was fascinating. I gotta say, man, I loved the twists. So especially one of my favorite things is like, like literally that one of the twists is that Matt Damon is in the movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, literally like, is. you know, they're like, like, you know, in yeah. the very beginning they're introducing NASA and they're like, Oh, we sent out these 12 or, you know, how many people astronauts out to explore these different worlds. And like, Oh, and Dr. Man. And like, he points to a picture of Dr. Man, but they don't show the picture. So literally they're hiding the fact that Matt Damon is <gasps> Dr. Man in the movie. Mm. I definitely and laughed then, out loud when it showed Matt Damon. Funny. I know it is. It's I mean, so do like, like a, I remember doing like a, Double take being like, wait, is that? It's is like that so demon? random. It's and like then he just sobs into Cooper's chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what is happening right Again, now? Again, a lot of crying Matt in this Damon's movie. Crying. Yeah, yeah. They're crying in the movie. We're crying in the theater. Like they it's actually like, really told no one leading up to the release of the movie. Um, I mean, people kind of found out that Matt Damon had a part with it, but no one had any idea like who he was or like what role he. Would That's play. interesting. So they really kept I didn't know it that. from everybody. Wow. Yeah. So people were shocked. And apparently he really sold his role because then he got cast as the Martian the year later. Yeah. So I was going to say, know, no, he had to like redeem himself. Roles. That's what it was. Is he, he had to redeem himself. himself. Really? You didn't yeah. think he did good? No, no, no he, he had to redeem himself from being yeah, you, the but, person dude, he was. Yeah, being he just, the oh, 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 you're like, man, his just, character yeah. was so No, he, he yeah. did a great job Coward. like playing a bad guy. Yeah. Like just like, ugh. But yeah, man. Really good job. No, I will say, so like Christopher Nolan did a really good job in I felt like uh, it's been a really long time since I've seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. but there was those those scenes that kind of like flashed a lot of times when they're in space doing something on the mm-hmm. ship. And, you know, he switches over to, I heard someone talking about it on uh, switching over to like a 70 millimeter camera, mm-hmm. like a very old school camera. Feel like the that, widest lens yeah, mm-hmm. and, ever. Yeah. And it's like, you know, very old school 
um, like styling and they go into these really weird, slow scenes of like, you know, like when they're trying to, you know, the very first they get into space and they're trying to hook on to the ship and the one guy is all like, okay, I got it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You know, <laughs> and it's super, I don't know. It, but yeah. I thought that was very interesting. And it reminded me a lot of 2001, a space odyssey, yeah. just mm-hmm. kind of like there was that heavy whole, inspiration yeah. with the writers from and, 2001 space odyssey. And you yeah. could, you can super tell like the cinematography of it and like the mm-hmm. writing in those specific scenes. He was, he was taking him straight out of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wanted to bump the entertainment score up a bit because I think with the writing and just the style of the movie, like this for all the science fiction films that have come before it, like this was, it's like the perfect time, perfect director, um, like great acting to kind of take that inspiration from before and, and really make something new. Um, for audiences to like fully grasp everything that's coming in and like, and then displaying it on like, you know, an IMAX, like you were saying, Tyler, like being able to see that, like it's just for the audience. It's really, it is a great work of art. This movie is. And that was one of the things I remember watching and the, the scene when they're first um, going towards the wormhole Mm -hmm. and they're like passing by Saturn. I was like, my gosh, it's like the most, beautiful shot of space I've ever seen. You know, Star Wars has nothing on this movie. Like, I like your (laughs) comment. Like, yeah, I wish this was what Star Wars was at times. (laughs) You know what? So wait, is this the quintessential sci-fi movie? Science fiction? At its best? How about time traveling space movie? That's... That's that's too much. Super specific. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> like I was like um, super specific. It's so. like that new show on Peacock where it's like this is the number one mystery British murder <laughs> that takes place on a submarine <laughs> show. Yeah. It's like it's probably the only one. Like, <laughs> the only one. Super niche, super specific. I mean, I mean, this is science fiction at its best. Like oh, it's yeah. science. Okay. I mean, it's it's like. I mean, it is fiction essentially, but it's like super sciencey, you know? Like, yeah, that's I, like I, Star I wanted, Wars is too fictiony. Yeah, but this is yeah. like very science. <laughs> uh, that's something I want to get into when we get into education is the just the realism that they the effort of realism they put into the movie because they consulted a lot of astrophysicists and they worked with some guy beforehand. I don't know what his title was, but being like, hey, like make sure this stuff doesn't work because. I don't want like a writer's like conspiracy, like kind of theories to come into play when, you know, we're kind of going through the plot. Mm. You know, I want this to be as real and as close to real as possible. Yeah. They nailed that though. Yeah. Like I was very surprised with Mm -hmm. how much real science was in this. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of real science, does anyone know what the theory of relativity is? Because I realized that I don't because they're all like, it's relativity throughout the whole movie. <laughs> I was like, like throwing that out what there. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's Einstein's theory, right? No, yeah, yeah. 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 So, why, yeah, define it for us. I don't know. Do the math. I, no, I'm oh, I, thought, I thought you like looked it up. No, of course Come not. On, bring the research. No, I don't know what that means. I'm, I thought you guys knew. Dude, <laughs> isn't, so, isn't it essentially that time is relative? Like, is that just it? I think uh, probably. My dad's an astronomer. Okay. So like I've known, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've taken what I think three astronomy classes in college. I still don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> like thermo, I'm, I'm stuck at thermodynamics, man. <laughs> your dad is going to be so disappointed. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, this was Come your on. chance to show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. 
Um, going just a little bit into the technique of it, we, we touched a little bit on like Matt Damon's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one of the reasons I didn't give it better scores is um, because of Matthew McConaughey. Honestly, what? What? Yes. I, I, oh, okay. What? Tyler's got some thoughts. Now, I listen, know. Tyler's getting mad now. Just let me defend myself here. Okay. So, okay. Just right off the bat, his performance was excellent. Mm-hmm. It was the actual casting of him that I think was kind of like off. Like, interesting. And I'm not a casting director. I can't speak to like what they should have done or who they should have used. But just as who an audience, Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I could have gone for that. To me, yeah, yeah, be kind of tight, yeah. To me, he just didn't belong in yeah. this role. He he felt more like a hotshot pilot from like Top Gun or something, mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than like this like very mm-hmm. um, experienced engineer who's like he's like uh, he sold the farmer aspect more than he sold the <laughs> s- rocket science That's aspect true. of his character. It's really I'm funny that you say that because my wife was the whole time was like it's like man. I love Matthew McConaughey, but there's no way that I can imagine him being this smart. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. See? Exactly. So I was like, so, you're not wrong. I, I do want to touch on that bias because I think when I watched this, I don't know if I had seen that many movies with him in it beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so this being <clears throat> one of my earlier kind of um, depictions of Matthew McConaughey, like, you don't like I was sold. Yeah. Dude, I what? You don't like rom-coms? No, see, yeah. I, don't, I could not think of a single rom com right. he's in. Dude, uh, really? How to Lose a Guy How in Ten guy Days. In ten days. Yeah. Never saw it. Um, what, what about uh, what's the one? With Failure to launch. Failure to launch. Is Never that the one it. with uh, Jennifer Laura Lopez? Uh, what's the one with Jennifer Lopez? And, no, I don't no, know. Jennifer Lopez, and he's a doctor. That's another rom com. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's maybe part of my uh, bias. My mom watched a lot of those. I watched mm. them with her. She loves Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was hard for me to separate him from those roles. Yeah. So it was really funny because I told my dad that we were recording on Interstellar and he was like, oh, you know, he's like, he was like, you know, you should tell a joke, Connor. You should say like, <laughs> I can't really picture Matthew McConaughey being in a, like being a, <clears throat> an astronaut when his last movie I saw him in was Failure to Launch. Oh, <laughs> <Launch>. <laughs> oh that's good. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh, wait, Tyler, okay, I know you got some thoughts on this. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. What do you think? Yeah, no. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I I completely, I completely get where you are coming from, um, because when I even first saw the movie, I was a little shocked. You know, it's Matthew McConaughey. He's the all right, all right, all right. You know, type guy. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, how could he? You know, but um, I don't know. It, I I think he even. He, I mean, he's uh, in the beginning of the movie, first half of the movie, he's a farmer, which obviously you made the point uh, that he, he sells that even more, you know, mm-hmm. obviously more than this engineer, pilot, you know, explorer. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, something happened in his life, too, with this, like, incident um, that uh, he kind of wanted to, like, leave the whole pilot engineer life behind mm. um a little bit and i mean i'm not gonna try to explain that you know go into that case that much because i i really do i get i get what you're saying but um i just but it think, did that wasn't a negative thing to you though no no wow no i wouldn't hmm. say so so i think it's a beautiful thing about actors you know mm-hmm. that just shows how good of actors they are and yeah yeah i mean and once we got into it and we got away from some of the like 
more engineering, like sciencey stuff, and mm-hmm. it became more of like an adventure. It fit him better, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that whole that whole thing? But so actually, part of the reason why I knocked it down, it wasn't a perfect one hundred for me. Is so number one, I loved the world building mm-hmm. and like them talking about like some of the, like the the details that they go into of like NASA being shut down for not bombing their own people. Oh, that's mm-hmm. crazy, huh? Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like imagine like the apocalyptic world that like I I loved that whole world building there, but it was so it made me so sad. Like <laughs> I know, right? I, like it like hit me real hard. Yeah. I was like, oh man, oh that world sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not crazy. the future, man. You like, know that that um that concept right there that they touched on basically NASA in this movie being separated from the government. Mm-hmm. Um, all came about from um, when it might have been Christopher Nolan, but one of the main writers of the movie sat down um, in years prior to this movie being obviously produced with Elon Musk. Do you really? With, wow. uh, because Elon Musk is one of the pioneers doing everything separated from the government. Yeah, SpaceX, man. Yeah, exactly. It's my so, boy. <laughs> Dogecoin, come on! <laughs> Can we talk about the um, the candy bar looking robots for a minute? Yeah, yeah. it's a cool more concept. like Mars bar, right? Mars right. Bar. <laughs> right. It's it's cool that they went with that concept because when you look at other, I mean, we call them um, non sentient, like. AI people. So I think of aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what the guy's name in alien was called, but they had the same thing, but they took the form of actual humans. So for them yeah. to kind of yeah. make it more of a robot that could do all these cool flips, you know, <laughs> I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it when they started doing the flips and yeah. like the, the little, like the horse galloping run yeah, that he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the beginning I was like, what is this? Like, it's like a, I don't know, like a candy bar. Like that's yeah. the shape of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, how is that efficient? Like, he's just like, rrr, rrr, yeah, exactly. Rrr, like. It's so wonky. And then my wife was weirded out by like how human they talked. Like they did not right. sound like a robot, mm-hmm. which I kind of actually liked that. It was, was very different. I was you trying know? to figure out, I recognize the voice. Oh, and really? I, I don't know who it is. I should probably. It's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. He plays, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I Bill thought, Irwin. I thought the whole time they were going to turn on them. I thought the robots oh, were going to be evil because he even says in the beginning, mm. like, oh, those old military grade robots, they're unstable yeah. and they're like aggressive. Marines. Yeah. They worked with Marines and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. They definitely like by the end of the movie, I like fell in love with them. But yeah. in the beginning, I was like, "What in the world I mean, is Tars that?" Is a key to saving humanity. Seriously? Yeah. 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 Couldn't have been done without him. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tars. It's kind of cool. He's so the guy that voices Tars. He's an actual. His name's Bill Irwin. But he's an actual aerospace engineer. Hmm. No way. Yeah. Really? Wow. That's so cool. Wow. You want to know something I just learned right now? Joe Timothy Timothy Chalamet is in this movie. Is yeah, really? that's the son. Yeah. I was like, must be super young. I did not recognize him at all. Really? I, the no. second he was on screen, I'm like, hey, look who it is. It's really? Paul. And Haven was like, who? Paul. Like, you know, Paul. <laughs> Paul and Jessica. Paul and Jessica. Yeah. Which, like, uh, Matthew McConaughey, like, uh, Cooper, 
I, did he just have like zero regard for his son? I feel like he only cared about Murph and like had zero regard yeah. for. You know, that was real. I really felt that too. I was like, man. He left him his truck. Come he's, on. That's all you need is a yeah. truck. <laughs> his son's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a great farmer. Man, yeah. that sucks. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Murph over here, she's going to save the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, was anyone bothered by like the sheer. Uh, amount of times they said Murph. I think Murph was like the number one most spoken Murph. word in that Murph. movie. Yeah. Murph, Murph. <laughs> hey Murph, you Murph. Like I, I think, I think like all of that stuff was honestly like kind of intentional though, because like her name came from Murphy's law and like oh. with the concept of gravity being so intentional in the movie and being so like mm. such a deep concept in the movie yeah. like i felt like certain things had to like be repeated in the movie like uh, as in like, time too like, like that was another relativity thing. yeah the relativity. Theory of relativity. But, like, <laughs> but like it's it's like to understand everything that's going on like certain things had to kind of be um repeated you know and they yeah. you know you see time symbolized in everything and so many things in the movie in the in the this basically the spacecraft that they're in the one circular yeah realize there's 12 things on it like a clock and it spins like Mm. this and it symbolizes time you really did your research. Wow. Well, wow. You're the expert. When you watch it, the movie no shame, 15 man. times. I've done that. You, I've done that on, on many other things. movies. So, yeah. well, I mean, oh, I can't awesome. say, you know, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos on it and, um, yeah. No, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool to kind of see the, the repeated, um, symbols in the movie that play a huge part in the, like the overarching theme in it all. So, Yeah. And it makes it, I feel like for me, that makes it very rewatchable. Mm. Like now watching it at this time when I not, or I should say out of the theater, like I would not mind watching this again, like next year Mm. and going through and looking, finding new things that I, Mm -hmm. that I missed in the first watch. I I feel like after watching it a few days ago, I feel like, well, I never have to watch it again, but mm-hmm. you guys are kind of convincing me now. Like, oh, maybe I should go back and I watch know. this again. Yeah. Let's, watch, right all the things you Let's watch it. Let's turn it right on. <laughs> Three hours later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts on this category before we move on? As much as I loved the call to the space odyssey, uh, the weird, slow space scenes pulled me out of the movie a little bit. Really? Like, you know, cause like they go from like launching the spacecraft to going up and now all of a sudden, like it got really slow and they're just slowly backing up, backing up, trying to hook onto the space station, <laughs> backing up. Oh no, Matt Damon. Oh, he's, he's failing to hook onto the space station. Bro, that was uh, a rush. What? No, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. were you not like, like every time that they With like the Hans Zimmer music playing as mm-hmm. it's, as it's trying to connect to. See, but here's the thing: <laughs> it was like a roller coaster of emotion for me too, because like on one hand, whenever they would go inside and they're like yelling, like I repeat, do not open the airlock and or do not open that hatch, mm-hmm. and then they would like go out to space, it would get really quiet, and you just see the little claws go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, and then they're like, ah, 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 oh, man. And yeah. it like, it like really pulled me out. Oh, really? That was one of the things that I was like, it's, it's visually like, you know, it's very, visually very, very nice, but I was like, the whole flow of it did not work for me, man. That's did not. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, 
All right. Well, Connor, do you want to kick us off with education? Tell us what it is oh, and what your scores are. Yeah. All right. So education. So what we're looking for here are what are the themes of the movie, the underlying morals or concepts that the movie is trying to pass on to the viewer? Does it have worth and does it engage you mentally or psychologically? All right. (laughs) Well, do you want me to start off on my score? Yeah, let's hear it, man. I'm going to go with an 87. Wow. 77, 87. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, good answer. Good. We're, we're yeah, fitting the feud over here. I gave it a 75. Nice. Ooh, Andy, nice. bringing it down a little bit. Um, If I may, uh, this is a true Christopher Nolan movie in that it is mind-blowing. You, I mean, you're talking about psychologically engaging. I can't think of a more psychologically no, engaging movie. Yeah. So... 100, baby. Well, hey, I'm going to second that. I'm going to go with 100. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's <laughs> all around. No, I, yeah. Oh, uh, all right. Um, Andy, how about you start with like your reasoning? Um, I mentioned it kind of just before <clears throat> with, I think the science behind the movie is like, that's the smarts of it. The, the fact that they executed that almost to a T, um, the little bit of research I did with I, where they kind of had to take some leeway was with the depictions of a black hole um, and the science behind it. And even before, like the, the first picture of a black hole didn't, wasn't released or even taken until after this way, after this movie came out. Really? So, but from like the scientific, I guess, theory of what a black hole looks like, they had to, they had to kind of mm-hmm. change it a little bit just for a viewer. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a little bit more enticing for a viewer. Um, like, I really like the idea that they were like, you know, they're coming up on the black hole and they're like, it's a sphere. Yeah. And like, well, duh. Like, yeah. <laughs> together, like the other guy was like, well, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Like, what'd you think? <laughs> yeah. So, Apart yeah. from so, apart from the science, yeah, the the psychologically engaging aspect, especially of, of like you were mentioned, Tyler, like time, mm-hmm. um, I, I, my mind was just blown when they go down onto that water planet, mm-hmm. and you know they leave that one guy in orbit still, and when they come back, it's like it's been fifty years. Which you know? am I the only one who was like, you look. Not a day older. <laughs> he was like gray. He, he was beard. just basically just balder. A beard like, on that him. was it. Like, yeah. <laughs> he got grayer and like yeah. he had like a horseshoe. Like <laughs> Yeah. No, but yeah, that part is just insane. Yeah, it's just so every, mind-blowing. Uh because he was up there for it was when I watched it last night, I got the specific one. He was up there for 23 years and four months. And they were there for a few hours. Yeah. yeah. And the crazy thing is that the person they were going there to look for, but the data died minutes before they got there. Minutes, that's crazy. Of the that time is so change. crazy. That yeah. blew my mind. I could not minutes. believe it when, like, they said that. I was like, oh, yeah, it's so wild. Yeah, that was like a mini that. plot twist right there, right, right there. That. that was mm-hmm. crazy. What, what do you, what do you think, Matt Damon or or minute, minutes from dying? I don't know. What's the Which bigger, was, plot oh, the bigger plot twist? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> my, I mean, like, my only gripe with that scene is. I don't know, like the science of being that close to a black hole. I, f- I, f- 
from what I know about space and black holes itself, I make your dad proud, Andy. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) just to put this in perspective. So if a black hole entered our solar system, like way out towards like, um, even past Jupiter, Pluto. Um, yeah. Like around the, um, Kuiper belt. There you go. That's Is that where Pluto's at? Yep. Oh, I man. think maybe <laughs> a micro it's been a couple years, but, uh, like Neptune. So if a black hole were to enter that, that end of the universe, um, that far out, basically it would just disrupt <laughs> a lot of things. So it would basically shift all the gravity, right? Cause everything's going more towards the black hole. Cause that's where it's sucking. Space. Yeah. So it's yeah. basically sucking everything towards it. So it's the heaviest part. And so I think it would just shoot. I mean, there's an asteroid belt in between, I think, Mars and Jupiter. And so basically, like, asteroids would be shooting everywhere. Planets are getting launched. Like, it would just be a mess. So for that planet to be, like, that good still, I I have some questions about Mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. But, I mean, that's that's like my own, like, gripe. That's... I have no idea. And one thing that they're not. very honest about is is because even that dude that you were talking about, that, that dude they brought on, his name's Kip Thorne. Mm-hmm. And he ended up, it was in the 80s, 1980s, him and this other girl, like they basically like developed this concept of interstellar. And hmm. so they, that's why they ended up hiring him and bringing him on to kind of be like the brains behind all of it to make sure stuff was correct. And they're very, they were very honest about the movie and being like, look, if we were a hundred percent factual, we wouldn't have a movie. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. We still have yeah. to be Hollywood a little bit. Like yeah. we still have to do what we need to do. And so, but they stuck to fact as much as they possibly could mm-hmm. to ha- have a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's that's what really boosted my scores was just how all of the sciencey stuff made sense. I was like. Whoa, I, every time they would throw out different terms mm-hmm. and explanations, like, yeah, that makes sense mm-hmm. in like a real way. How are these movie people doing this? Because they brought on legit like mm-hmm. scientists. Like, yeah. But I will also say astrophysicists. Should have done that with the last Jedi. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Some real science people. Perfect. Kidding. But I mean, on top of that, I just think that um, it's one of those movies where it's in in true Nolan form. The more you think about it, the harder it is to understand. You know, like. Mm-hmm if you just kind of take it at face value and let it ex- like just explain itself, it's like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. But the more questions I ask, the more confused I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so deep. It's kind of like tenant. Like, yeah, I think even oh, God. there was a quote in tenant from one of the characters who said like, he's explaining. Don't try and think, yeah, like, don't think about it. It'll yeah. make it worse. He's like, the more you think about it, the less it's going to make sense. So just, <laughs> like, wow, he's telling that to the audience. That's what no yeah. one says. Like this is too, yeah, too much for you. Oh, but no, no themes, guys. No, like, you know, you're talking about. You're the king of that. Overall. Oh, you got on. anything? I got them. Oh, I got some. Hey, I go got ahead. some. You go. Let's right, hear it. Let's hear it. The major theme that I got out of this was love, man. Love. It was love. <laughs> yes. All right. That love conquers all, including science. All right. <laughs> That's yeah. typical, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But like, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I thought that whole conversation after they come back from the water planet between Anne Hathaway or Brand's Brand's character and and Coop Cooper um, about, you know, Brand being in love with Edmonds. Wolf or whatever. Wolf. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, I just have this feeling in my in my in my pit, in my in my heart that that is the correct planet to go to. And even though it defies all logic. 
mm-hmm. you know, because of this Dr. Man being this incredible scientist and, you know, of great rapport. But um, she was like, it just doesn't make any sense. Everyone doubted her. Matthew McConaughey says, that's what scares me is that you are letting love like rule, rule your thought processes. Mm-hmm. And she says, no, I think we should, we should trust that versus throwing it away. And guess what? She was right. <laughs> she was right. All right. Yeah. yeah. I but, thought they do a really good job of explaining that concept of love yeah. too, where mm-hmm. it's like, basically it's another form of almost higher science, just like what they understand mm-hmm. about gravity and time. And like, mm-hmm. what do we understand about love? This is a powerful force too, that we have yet. We can't quantify no it. No one can yeah. fathom it. Yeah. No scientist can describe. So it's, it it's like more of a reason because it's, yeah, I just thought that was and it, crazy. Yeah. And I think that the way she quotes it and about literally just how love transcends all things mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, and it's like this whole movie, you see all of these, these things like gravity and time and like all of these concepts and matter, these concepts and dimensions and these things that we feel and experience, but like her, this, like scientists, engineer, whatever she is of, you know, this woman of science, um, she brings this fact that it's love that transcends all things. Mm. And it's just, Uh it's so cool how that plays out. Even go, even though they go to the wrong planet, she goes to the right planet and love led her to the right one. And, um, through love between Cooper and his daughter Murph, um, that's how the world is saved. Yep, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. And he literally says he was like, you know, while he's in the Tesseract, he's he he mentions it. It's it's because of our connection, and it might have been like Tars or someone like asking him like, well, how are you gonna communicate this? He was like, because of love, because I'm mm-hmm. connected to her, and yeah. I know she's gonna grab that watch, and like it's just literally just because of the love yeah. and the connection. Because that's I how gave it to her. Huma- yeah, because mm-hmm. I gave it to her, and that's how yeah. humanity is is saved. And that was just like that was super yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. So he kind of ate his words there. Notice how he uh, he didn't see his son in there. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> poor uh, Timothy Chalamet. I know. Uh, or uh, or the, the, the guy from Ocean's Eleven, Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. Yeah, yeah. I really, that's yeah. Ben Affleck's brother. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's all in the family. But I mean, going back to what you guys were saying. Is there a better moral than that? That's like the yeah. best moral I can think of. That was not just like your, your like cushy, oh yeah, love conquers all, like every Disney movie. It's like, no, this is like and, yeah. love transcends all things. Mm-hmm. Like that is straight up like woven into the fabric of the universe. Like, yeah. So nailed it. Yeah. yeah. It was a very new or I guess very a very different representation of that. And mm-hmm. so I could really respect that. I love seeing so. just like the themes and like certain quotes like just really play out in the rest of the movie. Like this might be slightly off topic, but like there is a quote that it was in the beginning, just as he was about to leave, um, leave Murph, and he and Cooper says this quote, once you're a parent, you're the ghost of your children's future. Mm. And he was oh, her ghost all yeah. along. That's so it's kind of crazy how it all plays out, right? Yeah. It's kind of and and he was he was the one <laughs> and <laughs> and uh you know pushing the books. And <laughs> he, was, he was the ghost. And so it, yeah, just and and I think um because this is the I mean 
because I, uh, my daughter's two. And I think like, I like this, I love this movie even more now being a parent, mm. like just like seeing like yeah. these morals and like this, the theme of the movie just kind of like play out like this theme of, of love and like kind of just going to, um, you know, literally the end of the universe to yeah. do anything for your kids. So it, that was, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Man. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of the, the whole pushing the books and that, that whole sequence, I thought it was really well done how they set that up earlier on when mm-hmm. Brand said something about how like, who knows, like maybe to these other beings that they kept referring to, who's maybe, they? yeah, who's they, yeah, that maybe was- to them, time is a mountain they can climb. Maybe it's a physical mm-hmm. representation, you know, mm-hmm. in this fifth dimension. And then sure enough, that's exactly what played out. Yeah. Time was represented by this like library almost mm-hmm. of, and that's how he communicated through. And I was like, wow. How do you come up with something like that? Like that's a that's an insane story to tell, Isn't but it that makes so sense. Crazy to yeah. Like, yeah. Think of how he came up with that. Yeah. He must have a dream journal. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> Just reference it. Oh yeah. A little random thought. Let's put Matthew McConaughey in a library. Yeah. In space. Yeah. <laughs> Um, more on like just the morals of it. I thought it, it presented a lot of ethical dilemmas too. Um, I mean, take kind of the main, the operative point of the film was what do we do if the world is dying? We mm-hmm. have a chance to save the world. Would you, it's like the, the lie. Okay. That's the whole point. Like yeah. ethical dilemma. Would you lie and tell this team um, that there is hope for the human race when there's not just to get them to go so that the human race can continue as in existence, not necessarily any of the people we know, just like you're continuing on the species. Mm. What is the ethical right choice there? You know, you know, that's a good, I was going to ask like, what do you guys think plan A or plan B? Um, Mm. But I, I look at that and say like, what is humanity if it's not the people that have been, how do I put this? I mean, if you just go off and, and carry all the genes and everything and start on a different planet, is it even... Does that even count? Does it even count? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it humanity or is it... Because you're missing out on the generational Yeah. And you're kind of like playing God in that sense. Like yeah. you're creating your own human race to a extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if it's not the people that have grown up on the home <clears throat> planet and have, you know, is it is it worth it? It makes me think of, um, I took an ethics class in college and we spent a lot of time on these ethical dilemmas. Like mm-hmm. one, for example, you're like, uh, in this cave and there's only one exit and there's like a fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's really weird, but like the, basically the fat guy gets stuck in the exit and the cave is filling up with water and you're all going to die, including the fat guy, um, <clears throat> from this water that's drowning. Like you're going to drown in this cave, but you have a stick of dynamite. You could explode your way out of the cave, but only if you kill the fat guy in the process. <laughs> so kill the fat guy and you and all your friends who are with you in this cave survive or don't kill him and you all die. You know? Yeah. What does the mm-hmm. fat guy say? Is he, is he okay with dying? But this is the problem with ethical dilemmas is like my teacher would always push back. Like, no, there's only two choices. You kill him. You personally make that decision or you don't kill him and you die. It's like, there's no thinking outside the box and thinking, oh, what if he kills himself or, if, you know, it's like, 
one of those two things. And there's that's what two options. Yeah. That's what this is. It's like, all right, no, there, there's no out except that, uh, Brent or, um, what's her name? Mm. Murph, of course. Mm. <laughs> How did yeah. I forget her name? Murph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she did think outside the box and she solved the equation and she like came up with plan C mm-hmm. where Michael Caine just kind Naturally. of thought there's no hope and I'm yeah. just going to settle with this. Up. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so you want me to answer this? Cause this is going to be very revealing and people are going to. Oh, are you going to, are you going to play ethics right now? Oh yeah. I'd kill the fat guy. hundred percent. Oh yeah. The death of the one's going to life of the many. All right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Very very utilitarian over there, Connor. Yeah. I think it'd be more selfish of him to not let me do it. Yeah. This is really his fault. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, why didn't you let me exit the cave first? Huh? Am I going to let him kill all of us? No. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, then that kind of goes to like man's whole betrayal, Dr. Man and his like, mm-hmm. oh, self-preservation is one of the most powerful forces in oh, the world. Gosh, like, dude. Yeah. That was, that was a crazy <clears throat> spot yeah. right there. And you know what happened to Dr. Man? He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> his remains are floating around. In yeah. The <laughs> where yeah. that gets you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, anybody else? Andy, you have any more thoughts on education? No, no, I think everything's been said. Man, I feel like I could talk for so long on this category, but I don't know. Tyler? I mean, this is just such a thought-provoking movie. I feel like we could probably talk about this movie for hours. This could be a three-hour podcast. Seriously, yeah. 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 It could be as long as the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe part one, part two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, Andy, how are you going to edit that? (laughs) Part one, part two. Part one, part two. Yeah, done. I totally did feel like this was two movies, Interstellar. Like, it felt like two movies, for sure. Yeah, and if it was done in today's realm, it probably would have been a two-parter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You got The Hobbit 1, 2, and 3. You got... And if it was done like 10, 20 years earlier, it would have been a double VHS. Oh, yeah. Like With an intermission, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Intermission and all. Intermission. <laughs> yeah. I could have gone for an intermission in this movie. They need, I, I've, I think we've said it before. They need to start adding that back. They need to bring it back? Yeah. For movies sure. are too long. At least the, in the theater, yeah. The, the, the mean, new Batman movie coming out, they showed a four-hour cut to the audience. Oh, really? My goodness. For, yeah. For, uh, like, to get the audience reaction or whatever. I'd, I'd wow. watch that. That'd be pretty cool. I'd watch that. I'd bring like a, a little bottle to pee in. But I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah. Like you ever seen Dumb and Dumber? You know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tic Tac, sir. It's like doing a little boozing. What's that noise? <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into our third and final category. Andy, kick us off with influence. Right. So oh, wait, actually, what? real quick, before mm. you do our scores so far. So our average score in entertainment was 84.8, which just so happens to be the final score of Inception. So we got to up this thing. Yeah, Ooh. it's it's, uh, it's shaping up Ooh. to be a real nail biter. Zero okay. for influence. No, no, yeah. no, I'm joking. <laughs> All right, tell us. Nothing Andy. can dethrone Empire. Okay, so um, <laughs> here in influence, we're looking at like the timelessness of the movie. Uh, whether or not it changed Burr society and the impact it had on that pop culture. Um, so I gave it a 70. Fair. For my score, for the first time in Chronicles of Critics history, I'm going to defer my score 
I do not feel worthy to grade this movie in the category of influence. I just don't First know time. enough. I can't make an informed decision. Really? So I'm deferring my score to Tyler. So you that, are going to decide. Counts. Oh, so I get. You I get think, to decide. I think that counts as a zero. No. Because the movie has well, no influence no, for you. Here's what I do. I'll just average your three scores and leave mine out. So it won't change. It won't throw anything off. Let Connor go. Okay, Connor. Oh, man. Oh man, I can't look at him. <laughs> oh no! Bomb it. I'm oh, giving no. this. Bomb I'm giving this influence at me. A fifty-five. Oh no! A fifty-five. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. Just it's just not there. Mm. It's just, the influence is not there anymore, guys. Well, so the, the, why I gave it a seventy is, is because there's a lot of influence in the movie. And I wanted to reward it for that. And there's a statement I want to make, and it's that this should be almost like a gold standard for how sci-fi movies are made, Mm -hmm. especially with the realistic effects and the use of miniatures. I love when they use miniatures. Oh, yes. 100%. Like I'm pretty sure this movie won Best Picture for Mm -hmm. um, special effects or something or Mm -hmm. visuals or something Mm -hmm. like that. This should be the... Like gold standard, standard. for science yeah. fiction. Yeah. That's true. It's not though, right? Hmm. Um, but I, gosh, like imagine if Star Wars used this kind of stuff, even though Star Wars is one of the influences on this movie. So it's hmm. 2001 a Space Odyssey. Um, Aliens is like, I. Wally? Is Wally? Wally, Wally is? and Avatar. Huge inspirations for this movie. Please. Saving Private that. Ryan. Not Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Not Avatar. <laughs> this is Saving Private Big Ryan in guy, space. Huh? Yeah, huge, huge. <laughs> Big Avatar guy. Um, huge dump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, Metro- I'm looking at lists right now, like Metropolis, Blade Runner, mm-hmm. Alien, The Mirror. There's a lot of influences nice. in this, on this, or in, yeah, in this movie. All right, Tyler, bring us home. Sure. So, honestly, <laughs> I am, um, I love this movie with all my heart, but I'm, I'm also a, a realist and, I know that this, this movie, um, you know, not everyone's talking about it still today and like Star Wars carries on. Um, but I mean, granted they're still coming out with movies. God knows why, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, I actually lean a little bit more towards just your understanding of it. Um, and, with it just being uh, kind of the golden standard mm-hmm. um, because, and so um, let me just say real quick, I'm sorry. I, I gave it an 80. Um, right on. Okay. All right. And so, because every single, I love sci-fi. I mm-hmm. love sci-fi with all my heart. And I truly do think the way they portrayed different planets and made things happen and the little things like they went onto man's planet with the ice and they ran into a cloud and it broke like, like little subtle things like that, that are just like, wow, like that had, that did not have to happen. Um, but <laughs> they did it anyways. And, and there's just little itsy bitsy things that, um, you know, with visual effects. And I feel like it just, it just boosted sci-fi, the, the genre, the category to a whole nother level. Um, and again, by, I, I will be the first to say it does not have the influence, not even close to your Star Wars movies or, um, 
and you know, I, I could even debate that 2001 Space Odyssey has more of an influence than <laughs> than Interstellar because Interstellar was so influenced by Space Odyssey. Yeah, and so like you have to think about that stuff too. But I, I just think thinking about it in that way that you explained, um, it it has really created a really high standard for mm-hmm. movies moving forward in this genre. Yeah, because when I think of so, science movie, science fiction movies that have come out since, there hasn't been that many. Like mm-hmm. I think um, The Martian, mm-hmm. I think is the closest thing to this movie. That when did Gravity come out with space? Standard way before. I've never saw Gravity, okay. but I, from what I've heard, you sure? uh, have you seen I Gravity? It came out after. No, I think it was that. It was two thousand thirteen. I think Interstellar was two thousand fifteen because I was like, is this like a sequel? Or something like I remember thinking that like oh really <laughs> yeah because I had no idea what the movie was um but 2009 is when Gravity came out Gravity, and Interstellar really? was in 2014 yeah it's a five year difference um but Martian was like literally the following year right there yeah. right and especially with having Matt Damon in that yeah. it has that connection to this but I think the Martian is is a good step in the direction and I wouldn't even say as a science fiction movie that's more like. I mean, we, it's just science. It's a science mm-hmm. movie, right? Mm-hmm. They try to be accurate with his portrayals. Yeah. Um, Ad Astra is the only thing I can think of. Have you guys ever heard of Ad Astra? That just yeah, it? came out. It not just too long it came ago, out recently. Right? Yeah, I think pre-pandemic. I actually really wanted to see that. Yeah, yeah me too. And, and I, just, I yeah. our friend Mason saw it, and he said it sucked. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, but I don't know. If- I, I don't trust Mason. So. <laughs> Shout out to Mason. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I so, hope you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, Star Wars came out after this did, but Star Wars has already been hit for its I I feel lack like of. It becomes more of a franchise movie versus an actual. I don't know. For me, yeah. like a franchise movie, it sits in a different category in my mind than it a does. science fiction movie. Yeah, you know yeah. Like I, mean? I think of you know, Star Wars is like Marvel now, right? That's yeah. that's all the Marvel for the last since this movie's come out. Marvel's just like taken off into space, right? It's true. They're in their Literally. own category, but I even take just a New Hope, mm. and that movie alone is more of an influence to um, movie making, I think, than Interstellar mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. And it, it, honestly, like, even though I did give it a, a low score, I want it to have more. I mean, this movie was was so good. Mm-hmm. It was, I, I mean, I had really forgotten about how good it was and watching it and just like, like thing, it did take a weird turn at the end that like I enjoyed, but it was kind of like a, like, oh, we're in the black hole. And then, you know, all of a sudden, like, fifth dimensional beings are us. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, just like thinking of like the ice world and the water world and um, even Earth, like the world building that they do there is just amazing in the, um, the visual effects and the mm-hmm. filmmaking in it. But the one thing that this, the one thing that really like made me even give it a score and influence is Christopher Nolan. That's mm-hmm. just helped boost him up more and more into the position that he's in now to keep on creating hopefully good movies. I think honestly, I <laughs> Christopher Nolan has created a standard for himself as far as these movies, especially with like tenant just, you know, came out and, and there's inception and, 
and just these kind of these movies that these like mind blowing mind blowing movies like, that you're just like, how does this man keep doing this? I know, but he does it. <laughs> like he when it. when Dunkirk was coming out and it was Christopher Nolan, I was like. Oh man, it's a war movie. Yeah. I don't know what kind of he like weird it. thing you're yeah. gonna do here, but he man, nailed that, that man did it again. It great. But <laughs> his attention, I think he has really good attention to detail. Yeah, yeah, it's and perfect. Yeah, yeah, like focusing on that as like the film creator and um, just like the artist, he he does a really good job just curating these. These mass, I'm gonna call them masterpieces. It's Christopher mm. Nolan Ooh. masterpieces. Mm. The new Mona Lisa. Whoa. Wow. You guys should <laughs> have you guys should have just a podcast just rating his movies. Which well, that's, the best? well, I, I that's thought about that before because be. I wanna if you look <laughs> at a lot of the movies I think we've done, is the second one Christopher Nolan's done that we've reviewed. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we're gonna do more because I think Dark Knight's like up there. But I, James, so we, I I I wanna talk about directors because obviously Spielberg. Yeah. Um, James Cameron, um, Christopher Nolan. You know, Spielberg was actually, this was originally his film. Was it really? Yes. Interesting. He gave it to the Nolan brothers because wow. what happened wow. was he ended up getting, he was, he had a contract, whatever it's called with Paramount mm-hmm. and ended up going to Disney. And so he can no longer do this because it's Paramount. Oh. And so he basically said, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, um, Christopher Nolan's brother, originally had the script with Spielberg and what happened was he was like, I'm just going to give it to you. Who else do you think can help you with it? And he said, I have the perfect person, my brother, Christopher. And so um, the (laughs) first half of the movie is completely Christopher Nolan's brother. This last half is Christopher Nolan's writing. Wow. Really? Yeah. And they just meshed perfectly. Wow. That's really cool. I didn't know that. So it was actually a Spielberg movie. Wow. Yeah. Dude. Thanks for dropping some knowledge on us. Thank God. I knew nothing about this. And I love what you said though, about like Christopher Nolan having that standard of like just the attention to detail and everything in every single movie, like you can find certain stuff like inception. There are like certain things that you will just go back to and you're just like, I have never, like I, I, I said, I think I said earlier, I've never noticed that before. Like, it's mm-hmm. just insane. Like something new that I just found, um, honestly, I just found it yesterday mm-hmm. was, um, on the water planet. Mm-hmm. Again, the little attention to detail, you hear the music change and it goes and it rises and rises with Han Zimmer and his music and stuff, which is insane. But there's a tick every second and a half. You can hear a tick if you actually listen to every second and a half on the water planet. And that represents 17 hours on earth. And it all equals 23 years. That's Whoa. wild. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That is By insane. the time they get back up to the yeah. ship. Interesting. Yeah. Gosh. And speaking of Hans Man. Zimmer, you were saying to me earlier off the pod that this is his favorite score he ever did, right? Yeah. So he, um, him and Christopher Nolan, um, both think because they have worked together. I think, I don't remember the exact amount of movies they worked together, but it's been a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is by far both of their favorite pieces of, of music that they, that he has done. Wow. So, yeah. Hmm. Wow. All right. Well, I've tallied up the scores, but before I get into the scores, I'm going to go off script here a little bit. Uh-oh. And Connor, <gasps> I want to call you out, man. 
Wait, what? <laughs> I want to give you a chance. Please. What did I do? To Dude, change. Up, man. What did I do? No, listen, this isn't the first time this has happened. We've changed our scores after listening to all the discussion on influence. And keep in mind that we also take into account personal influence. Mm. Not just film and culture, but personal influence. Would you reconsider and grade it any higher mm. than 55? Or are you sticking with that? Do you stand by what you said? Don't let it beat Star Wars. Don't yeah, let it be so <laughs> Tyler is bribing him no, with a Tyler tenor. just passed me a 10. Just so. to bump it up 10. Yeah, bump it up 10 <laughs> points here. Is that what you want? Is 10 that? points for $10. To your guys. What would your wife say? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, if she ever listened to this podcast, I'd be, she'd be so disappointed in me. Come on, dude. Oh, man. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I have this, you know, I have this deep moral integrity. Um, just kidding. <laughs> you would kill the fat guy. I know. Okay? I we already know. What are you talking about? Um, you know what? No, listening to your guys' influence and your guys' discussion on influence, you moved me. You know what they just say? Just like the movie moves you? Love conquers all. Love, love transcends all. Love transcends. <laughs> Whatever that quote was about love and <laughs> I feel it in my heart. Yeah. I'll give it a 63. All right. I'll bump, bump it, up it up eight points. Eight points. Okay. For love. While I'm retallying the scores, we do have a couple burning questions to get to before we end the pod. Okay. <laughs> um, first off, thoughts on a sequel. If they made one, how should they approach it? Should they make one? What would it be about? Have a general discussion on that. No. No. I mean, no, they should not make a sequel. Yeah, hard no. But if they could, I mean, so like, what do you think? think what happens? Oh, what no. Think? I, a theory. Christopher Nolan needs to make a movie where he connects all of his prior movies together and then that's it. Like a sequel, a like a, if you think of a sequel to any of his movies would be horrible. Like, yeah. it's already a good movie. Just leave it as it is. Yeah. But imagine if everything was connected. That's just like another element and layer of mind blowing that happened. I think you rewatch his movies. So like all of a sudden, like Matt, like Matthew McConaughey goes through the wormhole again and he wakes up and he's an in inception. Mm. It was all a <laughs> well, dream. It's like kind of what like, you know what they say about like, uh, have you ever heard the, the theories all about all the, the animated Disney movies like yes. Frozen and Tarzan oh, yeah. and yeah. Toy Story and how they're all like connected in and the like, same oh, universe. Like, Toy Story is that? It's like Frozen and um, Tangled are connected. Monst uh, sure. Monsters Inc. is a huge one. Oh yeah. And yeah. Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah. You see like all these hints and like all the movies. Finding Anyways, Nemo, that's that kind a of thing. But hey, it could happen. Christopher Nolan could do that. But. Well, all of his movies kind of have something to a do with Nolan time. verse. They do. We like, need the Nolan verse. Yeah. Yeah. Nolan verse. Nolan verse. Wow. Yeah. Nolan land. <laughs> Disneyland, but Nolan. Very dark Tomorrowland. and strange theme park right there. Yeah. It's just Tron. It's make me very sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to hear the final tally? I'm ready. Okay. So in entertainment, we gave it 84.8, meaning squarely in the awesome category. Mm -hmm. In education, 90.5. It broke the 90s barrier into amazing, okay? Wow. Amazing wow. in education. And then dipped back down in influence. We um, only gave its average of 71. So just barely okay. Okay. great, um, which means our average score is 82.1. 
Which means what? Which We're, means it is awesome, but so are five other movies on our category. No what? So you, we have The Matrix. The Matrix ahead is of, ahead of Interstellar. Me. Jaws is ahead. Jaws is ahead. It goes. What? The uh, mummy how? better Wait. not be. So Did it beat our, the mummy? Our, no, no, no. Our lineup is number one, Empire Strikes Back. Second place, Inception. Jaws is third with 84.3. And then The Matrix with 82.5 is fourth. Leaving this, it's in our top five. With eighty-two point, and that's eighty-two point one. Even after we've we uh, we bribed Connor. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> Connor. Connor, do you hate hands? movies or something? Wait, I, I like how the the, tur- the tables what? have turned. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> to yeah. be fair, though, our and listener score we averaged out all of the responses on Instagram from the listeners, and their average came out to eighty-two point five. So not far off. Mm. Basically, all right. Basically, the exact same. They thought it was on the yep. same. Level the voices of the people. Yeah, so we're the voice yeah. of the people. That's what <laughs> we got to stand by. That I mean, it feels wrong to give this movie an eighty-two. It feels wrong, but when you get down to it, based on just our metrics in these categories, like that's what we have to give it, man. But you know what? Yeah, a lot of people don't deep, like sci-fi. Deep down in my heart, true. I want to give this movie hundreds. I do deep down, but you know, retcon, retcon the whole thing. Here yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> Redo. <laughs> Redo. Uh, oh man, but all right. Well, that's where we landed. It's still in the top five, definitely worthy. Um, Tyler, thank you so much for joining today. Thank you for getting me to watch this movie after yes. mm-hmm. it's so been out for, for so long and I've never yeah. seen it. And I did it because of you, man. Wait, are yeah. we finishing up? Do are we not going to like talk about what happens at the end? Like, where does he go? What is, why does he fly off in the ship? Oh, you want to talk about the end? Yeah, man. He goes to see Brand. It was Are they in love? No. Yes. No. That is yes. Because no. that was not no. established anywhere in no. the movie. They're not in love. That's I, our final burning question. That was Does a, he go off to, like, he, she becomes his family? Is that in a romantic sense? No, it was or like is it platonic? Interstellar 2. Stellar love. Stellar. Failure to launch two. Interstellar. Interceding to launch. I don't know. I kind of felt like my take on the end was that he was going off to be with her. Dude, like, like in a, a romantic sense. Like, I don't know if I'm crazy. That's what it felt like at the end. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, it, but like it did. Okay, but here's the thing. I though. would go after my f- best friend, like <laughs> true. who I just had this profound humanity, experience, humanity saving exploration with. Yeah. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that one. There but. is a strong enough of a bond to have it not be romantic. Like that but makes I mean, sense. The I mean, loneliness is He's there. He's gotta be romantic. We're not so. gonna bring Matthew McConaughey into this. We're gonna talk <laughs> about, about Cooper. Cooper. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make sense because there was no love connection throughout the whole That's true. movie. No. But, so, and then all of a sudden at the end, they're like, they're in love. Go after, go that, after her. There's but a little handhold. There's a little intergalactic handhold. Oh, there that was no. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's like oh, he was like, think, yeah, baby. Let me hold that hand. With the oh, amount of gosh. trauma bonding they did, mixed with they're going to be extremely lonely on this planet, mixed with uh, Cooper is oh, yeah. finally his his actual love of his entire movie is gone, aka. Uh, Murph. So Murph. he <laughs> finally <laughs> move on. Hmm. Yeah. 
So, so wait, are we three against one on the romance? So Murph, Murph, and and her deathbed gave him approval to be like, I have my own family now. We accomplished what we had to accomplish. Screw now you, you go and take care of this last mission. Brand's out there. Go and get her. Mm. And so I feel like it's literally just a mission, yeah. like a, an approval mm. from his daughter, Murph, saying, go get Brand. She's yeah, out okay. there. And the thing is, is does he stay there and colonize or does he bring her back? That's mm. what that's so what we don't know. That's the question I have is like, what was the point of them going out to all those planets if the space station is going to hang out around like Saturn. Here's the here's the actual th- what I what I think is that's that's the point is 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 the the space stations that they're all orbiting Saturn with or whatever is it's only a, a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. And but what happened at the end what what I think is Bran found the perfect planet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so now they're going yeah. to Exodus all the way and do whatever they need to do to get to this this planet. But they that, bought themselves some that time. Edmonds was where was on. And so I think it's gonna be like, you know, Cooper's gonna go and see Brand, figure out that this is their new home, their new earth, and they're gonna figure out a way to, you know, they're advanced now. They have they have yeah. the answers, and so they can do these things. They solve the equation. They solve the yeah. equation. And uh so I think I think uh they're gonna all live happy and they're gonna I mean, do you think this can the space stations go through the wormhole? I assume so. it's a wor- it's a wormhole. Because I they mean, they go like, fast enough. Duh. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm joking>. yeah. <laughs> I would I would say yes. I don't know if like there's a mass. They'll figure it no, out. Because I mean, it's like the whole thing of like it's kind of like open, but yeah. yet also closed. Mm. <laughs> that, that we don't know. I don't really know how the Man, space the more you think work. about it, the less it makes sense. There's a big yeah, circle. It's you fit a square in a circle. All I know is they <laughs> hit a they hit a baseball <laughs> and it broke a window on the roof. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna. So Tyler has seen this movie more than all of us combined. So I'm gonna defer to uh, him. Like Man, well, three against a, one, but it's actually fifteen against five. So I think you, I think you win on this one. Caleb on every category. <laughs> I'm gonna defer to someone else. <laughs> I don't really. Well, I'm the interstellar noob here. I just watched it. <laughs> All right. So you think uh, can the space stations go through the wormhole? That's all I want to know. Can they go through? What do you think? I I, I think they'll. I think they would find another way to push everyone through the wormhole. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's why they had all the ships. That's also what I was thinking. I was like, they had a lot of those little like yeah. aircraft I carriers. Mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, like, how many? Space stations are there. How many people are there in each space station? So, like, we have no idea what those things are. So that's, that's really true. true. Yeah. yeah, I guess we'll have to wait for the sequel. They're like, <laughs> they're like, take a good look at this. What we're building here, and then they like turn it over to the side. Oh, it's a centrifuge. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> are we supposed to walk on the walls here? Like, what does yeah. that really mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, right on. Well, sweet. That was a really. Um, Great discussion. Mm. This was a very... Um, that was good. We had to get a lot of thoughts out on this movie. You know? Yeah. yeah. I had a, lot. a lot of thoughts. This is the first time I've ever been able to 
do this with someone. I've waited. <laughs> you <laughs> needed to get this out of your system. I'm like Rom on the <laughs> ship. Wait, I've waited years. 23 yeah. years. <laughs> To, to unpack the these things. The knowledge is finally out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So thank you guys for inviting oh, me. This was, yeah. this was yes. super, Thanks super fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining, man. Um, well, that's it for today, for tonight's episode. Um, catch us next time on Chronicles of Critics. Dun, dun.